Welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast, featuring the open-minded musings of two early 40s curmudgeons staring down the prospect of entertainment irrelevance. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined by the slim, irascible Noah Tarno from San Francisco. How are you, Noah? I'm good, my friend. I'm slim and uh, as irascible as ever. Uh, congratulations. Today's a big day for you. You are moving. Yeah, we are uh, pulling right. up stakes in the city of Manhattan, just going from one confine to another. But uh, yeah, we're, 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 uh, we've been living in the Union Square area, and we're moving downtown to Financial District. So here's the nice thing about it, right? You can't gentrify a place where no one ever lived. <laughs> so I don't even have to feel guilty about ruining a neighborhood with our, uh, our, our caucasoid uh, affluent footprint. I'm, I'm happy about and, and, that. And just, just to be clear, the reason Bill and his wife are moving is because— uh, they're finally going to get started on that family they've wanted for so long. Yeah, Janice uh, has been on hormones for yeah. the last three months. She's got five of them rolling up in her gut. It's pretty good. I can't really, wait to shoot them out like a like a pistol magazine. Yeah. You're going to be that fun dad who uh, just rolls around with his kids and, and takes some fishing and calls them Hank, stuff like that. So. When, I, when I'm there, yeah. When, it, when you're there, when you're ready. <laughs> this is a joke! But appropriately on moving day, what is our topic, Mr. Scurry? Our topic is the cult phenomenon of unboxing videos. It's not cult because there's like Hardly ten, cult, yeah. tens of millions of these things. But unboxing videos, which I'm sure everybody by this point knows, that this has broken the surface of weird internet trends on YouTube, that sort of thing. You guys might have thought ASMR was a little arcane, and you're right. You might not have bumped into it. But unboxing, I'm sure you probably heard of this one. It's a phenomenon wherein YouTubers unwrap and display the contents of new purchases and you know it started out in kind of the purview of high-tech items i.e phones in fact the very first one that i found or at least it's credited to forensically a nokia e61 back in uh 2006 it was a, i guess a droid or i don't know maybe it wasn't it was before droid it was just a semi-smartphone uh, the whole thing quickly blew up into being a pretty big deal there are hundreds of thousands of videos about all sorts of products personal electronics, cosmetics, dietetic things, fashion, clothes, blah, blah, blah. It's a cousin or a precursor to the haul video where people just go through a shopping bag. And there's even a version, a food-based version that was from Korea called the mukbang, which people have adopted as merely just eating food, cooking something and eating it on camera. I guess just to illustrate the kind of stuff you like to eat, it's it's more of like lifestyle signaling. This is where we're at, 2017. It's been a long time. It's been over a decade. I'm going to kick the ball over to you, Noah. If you you unbox this thing, what do you find? What do you see? You and I, we didn't really do any prep talking about this beyond you said that you changed your mind about this uh, as you watched these videos and experienced this. And I, same thing for me. I went back and forth. At first I said, this is just total bullshit. And then I said, this is kind of fascinating. And then I said, this is problematic. Let me say what I like about (laughs) it. Right. Yes. yes. I get the appeal. I'm taken back to um, when I would go to summer camp, like I was like 10 years old or whatever, and how exciting it was every day to when the mail would come because maybe you would get a care package, right? There was nothing more fun than like at summer camp opening a care package. Like it wasn't only because I'll get candy, because I'll get comic books, because I'll get little toys. It was the discovery of it. What is it going to be? The joy, the pleasure, the thrill of discovery of what's next. What am I going to get? What fun surprises are in here? I get that. It's vicariously doing that. 
it's vicariously discovering and opening things that not only are, are fun and exciting, but like things that you're never going to get. So there's the vicariousness element. So I watched videos of people opening, uh, this one guy opening a whole haul. He's like, hey, I got all this crap from Amazon. I haven't, I ordered this two months ago. I don't even remember what it is. So there's the surprise there. And then this woman opening a giant haul of makeup and shoes. I get the appeal of that. That's kind of fun. So that's good. Hey, right? man, I like stuff. You know, I'm not a fucking yeah. anti-materialist. Yeah, I totally. enjoy shit a lot. As always with these videos, it's about the personality. Is the person infectious in their joy, in their surprise, in their narration, stuff like that? In some ways, we're at the death of expertise here, which we talk about a lot. You know, when we when we criticize that other podcast and we criticize stuff about how these are just boring people doing boring stuff and people are excited about it. Like, why do we care? It's amateurishness is rewarded and this fucking sucks and we're all gonna burn in hell because of that um so some of these videos are good this woman with the makeup adeline's camera roll and apparently she's a big youtube person 274,000 views at first i'm like why the fuck is she buying all this makeup she's not buying it it's being sent to her because she's a youtube star so she's yes. got this k2 of packages that she opens and she was funny you know she's opening it she's screaming she's yelling she's a character i get it it's fun if you like makeup you're discovering it you're enjoying it you're seeing her enjoy it so that's good stuff i get that but then we have these boring people your average consumer you are avg consumer he mumbles i got a massive response on twitter what should i open next so i'm gonna open these beats headphones but he's got a zillion followers uh 474 thousand views i watched this other thing this guy who he works at for an aquarium in washington state and he's opening all these tropical fish right and that's kind of cool right it's all these clo loving close-ups of the fish and it's got the scientific name but i keep going all right tell us more about the fish you know what's cool about these fish where are they from you know what what are they related to whatever but he's just He's like, oh, I love this one. Give us some fish expertise, man. Like, yeah. And another thing, pet peeve, a get off my lawn moment. Totally. They all have this verbal tick. All right, you guys. You guys. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Everyone is you guys. It's semiotics. It the... It's semiotics. I get you. You can make the argument that everybody sounds like they're from the valley. Everybody sounds yes. like they're from fucking Torrance. Whether you live in Minnetonka, whether you live in Allentown, whether you live in, in Jacksonville, everyone is imitating. The this is the American, the reverse trail of tears where the accent is coming back <laughs> to the east. From the West, it's it's everyone's everyone's version of the way they mangle vowels and uh, yeah. elide, elide consonants is coming from California. Yeah. And so no matter where you are, everybody has the same accent, which we've come we, we've mentioned that a few times on There's the show. There's a way to have that accent and speak and do the, from, hey, buddy, kind of thing and be clear and informative. And there's a way to mumble. All the guys in these videos sounded like James Franco's alien character from Spring Breakers. <laughs> They kind of all put on the same thing, and the girls all have this this sort of like uh, cheek smacky version of surprise. Omg, we're just we're just friends. Oh. You know? oh my god, you guys! Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh my god! You oh, guys. I got this from my friend Rosie. You know my friend Rosie. Like, shut up. I'm not. I, to be honest, if somebody like us did unboxing videos, I probably wouldn't watch it because it's like I'm not interested in seeing two people who are reserved and making calculated assessments do it. I probably, if I was a younger punk, I'd probably want to see someone who was, but, even if they're busy emulating some thing that they saw, you know, three years ago. They're just repeating the same meme idea over and over again. All these ones I watched, or pretty much all these ones I watched, are boring people yeah. without much character, other than this girl. 
who's a real Adeline's camera wall. Yeah, really funny. She, she's got a really little, infectious. She's got a rubbery yeah. face. I mean, a rubbery face like an expressive face. It's, it's a lot of personality. I mean, I don't give a shit about makeup, but I was still entertained. I haven't gotten to the big problem with these. Why don't we leave the viewer in suspense for a moment? <laughs> and you tell us what you think. This is not based on any exhaustive research, but I saw a couple of traits come across, which is that a lot of people who are doing unboxing videos were supplemental channels to to existing personalities, i.e. live game, live streamers, uh, right. or, or makeup channels or things like that. So it was another array in their YouTube monetization scheme. So right. these, were, these were people who were not amateurs. They were professionals, or at least the ones who had big hit counts. So that was the first thing is that this was not an amateur game. I'm watching people who are like professional consumers. I, I will tell you this, that almost without exception, the videos I watched were very professionally filmed. Of course. They looked fantastic. Yeah. But again, that gets at my big criticism, which people... People are bristling with anticipation to find out what it is. But go ahead. People were professional unboxers. People were being given this stuff. This was swag. That yeah. Was being given yeah. So you had biz dev people from all these different companies, whether it's Google, whether it's Nokia, whether it's Apple, whether it's Blue Apron, all the same people. There's these biz dev people hunkered down on podcasts and scanning YouTube yep. thinking, yep. what is the best way to sell to people who are quote unquote ad proof? And it's the same shit where this is just commercials these are just commercials by the fact that you're watching somebody smack their cheeks and say omg you guys i got this gigantic cube from google that has an asus smart book in it it's got a smartphone it's got a google chromecast it's got all these things and it's like it just happened to wind up on my doorstep no mention of the ndas they signed no mention yeah all that stuff the cynicism of what this was whereas at one point i'm sure it was just some schmuck with a crappy uh 480 or 1080 camera in front of him doing this thing uh showing you the videos but those aren't the ones that people watch people watch the ones that nope. have slick editing uh that are based on personalities the women are all made up in very in the very same fashion they have the same makeup schemes whether they're in minnesota whether they're in jacksonville whether they're in baltimore it's all a very heavily made up theatrical face they look like they're wearing pancake and the dudes all look like the same guy from burbank they're all wearing hoodies yep. they're wearing yep. like sweatpants they they all have this very again like like james franco's character in alien they have this very sort of consonant free affect where they're just cool dudes and so it's the same person repeated over and over again maybe i'm a crank maybe i'm an old-fashioned uh, guy who doesn't understand his place in the world today maybe i'm an alien who felt to earth and can't quite understand your species ways i just got the impression that this this turned out to be pretty bar sinister after a little while like i'm yep. just i'm seeing something here that's gross in such a subtle way it's trying not to be like a war crime but it's doing such a terrible job at covering up the fact that it's just this yep. it's, it's a fucking qvc for millennials that's all it is Exactly. And you, you've hit the nail on the head. These are commercials and they don't admit they're commercials. Yeah. They do. If you possess any media literacy whatsoever, any ability to decipher media messages. But I'm a firm believer that our nation is effectively illiterate because we are media illiterate, yet we process the whole world via media. I mean, we, we in our Good society, point. we teach... We teach children to read books, but hardly anyone learns of the world and processes the world anymore through books. Right, so tell me, how, process that, it how does that apply through, to this? I want, I want you through to screw, TV, screw, screw through TV. Com- well, here's the thing is they're commercials, but they're, they're sort of this, this grand lie about them. Hey, guys, I'm just here. I'm your friend. And you Look said they, they don't- sent me. Look what they sent yeah, me. Look, that's one of the reasons I like this girl, this Adeline girl, is not only is she a more appealing character, but she says it. They sent me this stuff. 
She admits they pay her, and that's important. She's got to say that. We have to be clear with people, like, this is a paid commercial. She is not your friend. She is not giving your honest opinion, even if she thinks she is. Even if they don't say to her, like, you got to say nice things. She is, the reason they send it to her is because she's uncritical. Or if she is critical, it's mild criticism. It's the only kind, it's only the mildest criticism that's enough to convince people that she's an independent thinker. These are ads. This, your average consumer guy who mumbles and all this, he, he opens a, uh, a Beats audio speaker and he talks about it and he explains the features. And then there's just sort of very much like QVC or like Antiques Roadshow, there's this lovingly lingering shot of the speaker sitting on a table straight out of a commercial. These are commercials. And I'm really afraid, maybe I'm not giving people enough credit, but I think and I'm giving them just the right amount of credit. The people who watch it, the 573,000 people who watch it, most of them don't realize it's a commercial and don't treat it like a commercial and don't think of it as a commercial. Uh, I watched this guy, Nade Shot. He's opening all his um, Amazon packages. Yeah, yeah. yeah, This activated natural charcoal for teeth whitening has been all the craze. No human being says that <laughs> unless you're in a fucking commercial. It's an ad. And fine, ads have a purpose and ads have a place and ads are a way to learn about things, but you have to approach every advertisement as if it's trying to sell you something. Let me pop back in here for two seconds. YouTube is has become a primarily Los Angeles-based enterprise, which I don't think a lot of people realize this. People think it's, it's this great democratization of content, uh, which is true. Everyone has access to YouTube, but the only stuff that matters on YouTube, the power players are all yeah. in the same 60-mile radius. They're all inside Los Angeles County. YouTube has a campus here in New York. They got a big one. They have a larger one. The YouTube studios are in Los Angeles, and they have, I think, a big footprint in the, uh, up by you, too, somewhere in the valley, uh, naturally. The YouTube studios in, in California are akin to the Brill Building of the <laughs> days of yore in that they will cultivate people from smaller podunks yeah. from some town in colorado from new mexico from somewhere in missouri if you have the stuff if you develop a sort of fledgling following they will take you and bring you to los angeles and they will put you up in dormitory housing with other people this is one of the another sinister thing about youtube and it's i say there's a guy who loves youtube i think it's fantastic but you do need to know a little bit about what's behind the curtain is that youtube is cultivated to seem like it's just this very populous thing when in reality it's all programmed like any major network and if somebody succeeds it's because they're being promoted to succeed and it's because they're being designed and enhanced in such a way that maximizes the the people who come through YouTube. I mentioned earlier that a lot of these unboxing channels and these unboxing efforts are subordinate to other uh, channels that people use, whether it's lifestyle or makeup or make em ups or things like that. So people are being encouraged to make more sidelines into advertising. They're being encouraged to cultivate their voice in a few different ways so that they can both be people who are making something equivalent to Vine videos, but you know now on YouTube. And they can also sell things. They can sell Blue Apron packages. They can sell clothes from different um, um, edgy brands. But they're all in Los Angeles. They're all managed by the same people. They're yeah. all programmed by YouTube vice presidents. They're run by the same 49-year-old... MBA from Wharton who was publishing uh, results on Viacom. It's the same exact mechanism. And, and the thing is to treat YouTube as anything other than the channel it has become. It's not just TV. It's not just the new TV. It's the old TV in a new place. 
There's just more yeah. of it. I like your Brill building metaphor. I think yeah. that's really interesting. It's a lot like what the music industry was in the early 60s. Anticipation here. Holy smokes. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Is that carbon fiber and the gold on the outside? Holy smokes. Conor McGregor, he needs one of these. This is the phone you get to go with the Bentley. On the back here, I can see the camera, and I also see this little switch up top. Apparently, you switch this over to security mode, and immediately, all of your communications are encrypted. Because remember, you're crazy wealthy if you're walking around with a $20,000 phone. Why is it popular, Bill? Pretty much for everything, we just recapitulated the idea that um, you're watching a friend, it's it's swag, it's stuff, you feel like you're, you're cheating the system because, oh, Google sent you this stuff. It's like, man, you know, if I would just get this stuff, it would cost me X amount of money it's like geez google must be really generous because they're just giving me this giant kit and so yeah, you get right. the, you get this vicarious thrill you get the uh the susan the free son of conspicuous consumption i think that the for the age group the the relative lack of, of media sophistication ironically in people who are supposed to be completely sophisticated it exploits that and it really plays into the idea that everybody wants the newest of of something and they want to play the game and so it mixes the idea that you have a big brother or big sister uh, on youtube or you know someone you want to bone down with if that's even what the appeal is and on top of that they're talking about a phone or they're talking about oh jesus man this one i was this one unboxing video if you can believe it it was about an alfa romeo it was a four-door car with a ferrari <laughs> engine and that had the temerity to call itself an unboxing video and had, but the guy was still treating it the same way an unboxing video was he was just as filled with hype and he was as breathless yeah. about this car and it's yeah. like mm. you sent me that video uh, uh network unboxing therapy the $20,000 smartphone. Oh, preposterous. And first of all, I thought he had some talent as a host. I, used to, I thought it was terrible. B, B, I am interested in what a $20,000 smartphone looks like and what functions it has. But it's interesting that the actual unboxing was a very small element of this phone. It was yeah. mostly just explaining the phone. It really wasn't about unboxing. It was about a product demonstration. Yeah, but the so, hyperbolic nature of the product itself, again, this is like some black bag shit. It's like that phone was designed to be used by an Egyptian uh, prince it wasn't like it's it's being presented to you as if this is a thing if you had the money you could buy it but at the right. same time this isn't a real thing maybe if you were one of the trump kids you would own this phone are you supposed to watch this and and just marvel over the thing as if it's like an asteroid like photos from cassini yes Saturn? you are you really uh, are like they expect someone to buy it it's like it's not on tv for no reason you know like it's a commercial it's not just a crystal skull and in search of this is like a commercial. Someone's expected to buy the goddamn thing. I mean, I think you're right about why it's popular. I think it's very much... I mean, we're also getting at one of the things I talk about a lot on this show. One of the sad things about modern discourse and modern culture is that, to a large extent, we've replaced friends with celebrities. It's pretty sad. I think it's popular because it provides some, as sad as it sounds, some companionship, some friend, from, some friendship, some friendliness. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, the one good element about it, there is the joy of opening the Kinder Egg, of discovering what's in the care package. I mean, if you like makeup, it's awesome seeing what all, what's in all these boxes, A. And B, yeah, there's a vicarious thrill of opening the box. What's the surprise? What's inside? I mean, I still get this. The package room at my building sends me an email saying, you have a package. I don't remember what I ordered. Oh, boy, what could it be? And that's a little highlight of getting home from work, you know, in the afternoon is stopping by the, the package room to pick it up. It could be some really awesome surprise. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. This is going to be a different video because I've never done an unboxing video. 
ever since I've had my YouTube channel. It's kind of like a haul, right? It's like the same thing. In a nutshell, what happened was Google wanted to send me a box of stuff. Of course I said, yeah, like why am I gonna say no? I said, yes. What is this? This box is my size. I have no idea what's in here. Would you have liked this as a kid? Probably not. Uh -huh. But I would like it if it were about something I'm interested in. I mean, to the extent I liked this makeup thing was sort of a from a distance admiring her honesty and her personality. So as a kid, I wouldn't have that critical faculty. I would like it if it's someone opening, you know, hey, here's my week's haul of comic books. So if it, if it was someone opening a haul of stuff I'm into... I like it. I don't know. I was never into tech stuff. I was never into makeup. I was never into tropical fish. I don't know if there are videos out there, or if I were a kid now, if there would be videos out there of the stuff I'm into. Probably not, but maybe yes. What about you? Yeah, I think for the reason I st stated about being really into buying Transformers and G.I. Joes and elaborate boxing schemes from Hasbro back in the 80s, I would not have had the sophistication as an 11-year-old to see that these were ads. What we would have been unboxing as a kid back then is different from what we would we'd be unboxing now. For sure, I would not have had the money to get a giant smartphone from Android. I would not have had the cash. It would have been humbler, certainly what I've been looking at, but there was a lot of vicarious thrill. Well, but that's the point. No one has the money for this stuff, and that's why you're watching it. You're yeah. vicariously opening it. The $20,000 smartphone is the joy of that video, if there's joy, is specifically because you will never own it. It's a simulacrum of you purchasing it, buying it, opening it. True. I mean, that's one thing, and again, that's a smaller percentage of people who are actually going to buy that that fucker. But I think a lot of the other stuff is designed for you to go out and purchase yourself. That's the idea that a lot of this is low to the ground. If they send you a box, if some lifestyle company, I was watching this woman from Minneapolis, was um, opening this gigantic box full of stuff that was all fall-based uh, clothing, lifestyle type things. And there was so there was this, right. like a big scrunchy sweater that you're supposed to throw over your shoulders. And it was scarves. And it was a little like, oh, here's what this brand has on offer, like a free people. And there's this woman with this overdone, she's got be red lips and, and and you know all the the makeup is incredibly theatric it almost looks like a drag queen and she's going through the list of everything you get and the package is just sitting right there and so even if you walk away and say i want that stole or or that that um, scrunchie or something it's like you're gonna get a piece of it i think that it is very much placed in your hand it is being made democratic that a lot of the stuff is just stuff you can get and not, not only can you get it you're kind of like compelled to get it it seems so interesting and it seems like no one ever quotes price uh unless it's a huge ticket item i think everyone just says this is a thing and this is a thing and this is a thing and here's a website and at no point has it ever mentioned sticker shock you know you'll figure that out when you get there but you're you're you know you're impelled to buy it but hey man i bought galvatron i bought the his tank <laughs> i bought all that shit when i was yeah. a kid. I was, I yeah. was like, I, I hate to come, I hate to come at this like I'm some uh, Walden Pond anti-materialist. No, ads, ads work. They have a place. They provide information. It's just knowing it's an ad and receiving it and reading it, literally mm -hmm. reading it with that in mind. Mm -hmm. What about what? What about this now? Right now, some dude says, "Hey, I went on eBay and I spent five hundred dollars in old GI Joe toys, and now I'm going to open them all." You'd watch the shit out of that thing. Um, you know, I bet you it exists. I just didn't look for it. Didn't think yeah, of it. Well, it's probably let's out go there. Find it. 
Yo, what is going on guys? I hope you're all having a fantastic day. Sitting in front of me is the product of one of my favorite things about modern technology, and that is the easiness of online shopping. Over the last couple weeks, anything that I've needed related to technology, apparel, or any sort of accessory, I've been able to order online and have it show up my door the next day. Is this a sign of the apocalypse, the popularity of unboxing videos? Oh man, I, I feel like it is. You know, just, just one thing, I got this really depressed feeling, you know, of like, first of all, looking at all the footage from the Caribbean over the last week, just seeing what a fucking mess it is, and having the sense that the oceans are filled with our garbage and it's just being blown about, yeah. and how much fucking packaging and stuff. Oh, oh, you know, it's gonna and, kill us all. I mean, th it's this kill is, us all. I didn't expect for this to be the thing that I kind of sidled into an apocalypse with, but yeah, I mean, there's you know, consumerism just hurts people's and, and their spirit, and it just kills their ability to make an accurate, you know, to vote for a president with any kind of acuity. That's all that does is when you rob people of their sense of um, media acumen. But everyone orders piles and piles of stuff that come through the mail. FedEx comes every day and gives people boxes and boxes of the stuff. There's so much corrugated cardboard. There's so much of that blister pack. There's so much plastic shrink wrap and it's like watching this is like on overdrive man it's like jesus there's so much garbage it's bad enough that these phones contain so much cadmium and rubidium and and you know the heavy metal it takes to buy them uh the cost of manufacturing these things since i'm not saying like a scarf or a sweater that seems like a pretty low impact thing but the electronics man that's just brutal like of how you get to the final result of a phone and how quickly we just throw them over our shoulder and, and get like I've had to do that too. I've had two phones bottom out in the last decade. And it's like, rather than keep one my entire life, I've had to go through iPhone after iPhone. But just being so dispirited and depressed by the stuff that is going to line the yeah. landfills and yeah. choke the, the lead that's in these things, uh, you know, that's good. So oh. I used to say Halloween was the greatest holiday. I loved it because it was all about fun and creativity, right? And you go to parties and people would dress up and candy's delicious and all that. I loved Halloween. And, and Ms. Sherry Smith and I used to talk about we loved Halloween. We hated Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day just makes people feel bad. So we were going to throw, we were going to change Valentine's Day to Halloween 2, and we were going to throw a Halloween 2 party on February 14th. Okay. We never did. But I turned against Halloween about 10 years ago because I just, I looked around, all the decorations, all the shitty plastic costumes, you know, which greatly outweighs the, you know, all the weirdo burners I was hanging out with who were making very creative homemade costumes. And I just said, so you know what? Halloween is another opportunity for junk shitty plastic costumes made in Taiwan, just garbage. Yeah. Even putting aside whether candy's bad for you. I'm, I'm not even talking about that. People buy the shit for no reason. There's no religious reason. I mean, yeah, it's fun, but a lot of things are fun. There's no creativity, right? You, you buy the plastic Dracula and hang it on your door. I mean, where's the creativity in that? I, I turned against it as holding it up as this icon of a great aspect of our culture. It's the cult of things. It's the cult of stuff. I mean, I have things. I guess that's what I mean is stuff. Just the the volume of garbage, yeah, the volume but, of what's but, disposable. But there's a difference between engaging with your stuff and not engaging with your stuff. Buying charcoal teeth whitening crap and singing its praises and then using that to make yourself into a quote-unquote celebrity, is, there's no creativity. It's just complete nothing but mercenary commercialism. Yeah, it's, it's unsustainable too. It's but really yeah, I'm with you. I think this is the most apocalypse thing we've looked at yet commercials are no longer commercials uh celebrity content friendliness uh chilling with your homies is now a commercial yeah and we are we are effectively unable to process this stuff i'm jumping to conclusions i know what unboxing was supposed to look like 
is uh, citizen journalism. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. and I know it's a small point, but but I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it anyway. Where you had the unvarnished voice of the the Mr. Smith goes to Washington, where this was a guy who was gonna tell you, hey, this thing sucks or this thing doesn't, and supposedly, you know, the, the model of it is that it was an unbought opinion of someone who was just essentially on the fringes. Citizen yeah. journalism. It's like he's got somebody's got no stake in the game other than is it worthy or is it not worthy? Does this thing work? Does it not work? And so the idea that every single video on YouTube has to be scrutinized, has to be given the side eye, and that, oh, this is just a larger, this is just rather an atomic piece of the marketing arm for all these multinational companies, whether it's Unilever, Procter & Gamble, Coca-Cola, or, you know, whatever. That, that part's really dispiriting that you've just pretty much dismantled citizen journalism. Okay, I don't think I got it. I don't know what this is. It's not phony. Alright. Uh, eBay fucking screwed me. Is our hatred of unboxing videos, is that jealousy? Are we jealous? I think that there is an inherent design inside of this to make you jealous. So I will yep. cop to it on a chemical level. It is, I have this and you don't. The question is, what's the next step? Is it you sit there and you get over it quickly? Do you go out and buy it? Do you wish you'd have? Do you save up for it? Do you say, I don't need it? But I think the the initial thing is, it's it's a dangle. Now, here's this thing in front of you, and it's like, huh? Look what I have. And the way I'm speaking, how excited I am, my voice, everything that's, that's, that's in my carriage is telling you this is something you also want. It's designed to make you jealous. It's designed to make yeah. you envious. I don't think that's jealousy per se. It is, a, it is envy over something it's had. Something, I'll, t I'll tell you what. It, it, might, it might be envy. I think jealousy implies you're angry the other person has. Well, some of the people were assholes. I mean, but that's a small point. <laughs> Look, man. Yeah, but you're I, not supposed to think they're assholes. You're I live not in the, supposed to think. I live assholes. in the middle of the most crowded island on earth, with the exception of maybe Neo Tokyo from um, Akira. But. I was watching that car video, man, of the Alfa Romeo. I've never driven an Alfa Romeo. The last car I rented from Zipcar was a fucking Honda Civic. But I was watching that guy purr that engine and get behind and yeah. put his hands on the leather yeah. wheel. And I'm like, I, yeah. I want that car. I will. Advertising I will works. I will have fries with works. that. Yes, thank you. Upsell. As long as you realize that that's what it wants you to think. I'm jealous, but for all the reasons I'm jealous of everything, which yeah. is... This these, works, yeah, for some reason it this works. Shit, this shit sucks and people love it. But I, you know, my other emotions uh, are probably more powerful. The sadness, the despair, the, the worry about the future of the human mind uh, and human discourse. I mean, mm. we're getting some dark territory here, buddy. <laughs> well, I think that uh, brings us to an end. Um, as brings us to the end in more ways than one. As always, this podcast was <laughs> sponsored by Blue Apron, uh, bringing you the... <laughs> I like, hey, I've had some really good experiences with Blue Apron, and they're I, not paying me, and I'm not a member, but I will just say I've had some delicious meals made for me from Blue Apron. So, hey, Blue Apron, if you want to give us money, I want, you're not a sign of the apocalypse, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. So, you can, you can find past episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. Tweet to us at Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com. Visit I don't get it podcast.com. Go to iTunes and give us a review. You can find yeah. me, Guillermito Scurry, on Twitter at William Scurry. I'm on YouTube, AM Caesar, A M C A E S A R, and Noah Tarno. Bigquizthing.com. We're getting into the fall season of uh, corporate and private trivia events nationwide. We're going all over the country this fall Chicago, New York, uh, Southern California, Austin, Texas, Seattle. Um, 
San Francisco, of course. Gearing up for holiday parties, so learn more at BigQuizThing.com. And you're uh, at, at Noah Tarno and at Big Quiz Thing on t- yes, yes on on the Twit Machine. Well, until next week, look inside of a box and you'll find that neither of us get it. No, we do get it, but we don't like it. That's what I meant. Okay. A production of American Caesar Enterprises, 2017.